Hello everybody, this is Paul and welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business Podcast. I'm on with James um, Dorham, resident and founder of TBI One Love. Thank you so much, um, James, for being in the show. I appreciate it. No, Paul, thank you for the opportunity. Not a problem. And let's start this one. Now, um, James, can you please introduce um, your organization or your mission? What are the specific service and support that you guys provide? Of course, yes. Yes, TBI One Love, we focus on spreading a positive form of hope, inspiration, education, and especially guidance to those that have been touched by a brain injury. And of course, on top of that, we also promote awareness and prevention to the general public. Awesome. And how you guys, um, how long is your, as I actually did some research, you've been part of this company or being the president is nine years, if I'm not mistaken or something. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, how about this one? How about, um, can you tell us um, how did you get started in your industry or something? Of course. Yeah, that's a great Of course, yes. You know, in 2011, I actually sustained a brain injury myself. So going through the multiple stages of recovery and starting to get to the right track back on with being independent, etc. I had multiple difficulties adapting to the new version of me, especially with an invisible Mm -hmm. disability. So, you know, I wanted to start something that would not only, of course, help educate others of what a brain injury is, especially because there is no finish line, meaning it's a lifelong journey, and especially with it being an invisible disability. So by putting that connection together, it really helped me not only form the organization, but also as well as meet other caregivers and especially other survivors to let them know, hey, I'm just like you, you're like me, we can work together to help make lives better. And most importantly, helping individuals understand that they're not alone. Like, for example, meeting other survivors and connecting the dots, if you will, but it's also having the the availability with our community to really spread out nationally and internationally with, of course, Mm -hmm. other survivors connecting and others that specialize within brain injury, like neuropsychologists, neurologists, et cetera. But most importantly, it's helping caregivers connect with each other because they're having the opportunity to really learn from each other. Hey, when did you sustain yours? Or I just, my survivor just sustained mine. What do you recommend? Who do you use if we're in the same area? So you have people connecting not only from both areas of the world, but also you have people that are able to connect if they're in the same country, if they're in the same state or even the same city. So it's really having a positive impact on both the survivor and the caregiver. I see. Thank you so much for that one, James. And now I have um, another question here for you. Mm-hmm. How does the your organization work to raise like awareness about brain injuries and promote prevention strategies or something like that? Exactly. That's a good question. What we'll do is we'll have different events, whether it's a speaking engagement. We have a podcast that airs on the first, yeah. third, and fifth Monday of every month. And on our podcast, we have individuals that specialize in brain injuries or specialize in brain treatment, also Mm -hmm. survivors, caregivers. So that's really helping with that pool of awareness and prevention and especially Mm -hmm. guidance. Um, And that we do that. And then we'll do like, you know, walks or different events to really help again, support and in the silence, AKA education. Awesome. Awesome. And now um, James, regarding um, brain injuries, um, what challenges 
that you can add more about brain injury survivors of um often face during you know their recovery in how does mm-hmm. your company help address these challenges of course you know some of the challenges and that's a it's very difficult to label so many because no brain injury is the same it can be the same area that was damaged or the same type of injury but they're still going to be completely different so some dif- some difficulties is it could could have difficulty with communication, difficulty with emotions, difficulty with having smell, taste. They have a difficulty in becoming epileptic. Um, There's different stages, but I think it's really, again, like I stated, it's really hard to label the wide range of all the amounts of difficulties because everyone's different. Some might have depth perception, some might have vision problems, some might have hearing problems, but again, It's an invisible disability. So on the outside, they look AKA normal, which is common. So you think, oh, because they're not in a wheelchair or a walker, you think, oh, they're not disabled. But 90% of individuals that are disabled are not in a wheelchair or a walker or a cane, if you will, or have Mm -hmm. someone even next to them. And what we'll do is when we meet or get crossed with individuals that have any difficulties, they kind of allows us to get on point of where they are in their recovery journey. What mm-hmm. was the last time they either saw a specialist and they're called a neurologist, neuropsychologist. Are they doing any uh, outside activities that can really help with brain growth, attention span, hand-eye coordination, et cetera, and really put together a, a portfolio, if you will, that's going to help connect them with individuals that specialize that they need to be connected with to really create that relationship of brain health with and help them and their families in all areas of life. Awesome. I can imagine that one, James. Um, I know the field Mm -hmm. of brain injury um, research and Mm -hmm. rehabilitation is constantly evolving. Um, Now, How do you guys or your organization stay up to date with this, you know, latest trends or advancement and best practices? I know you mentioned about caregiving or something, but you guys can Mm -hmm. share about it. Of course, you know, it it helps with uh, continuing update with being in the system, if you will, of being introduced to different research studies, different neurological impact neuropsychologists i've named named those a few times but having their taste and being up to date with their feed their research studies or just the power of technology like there was a just recently thanks to technology there was an impact um or a breaking news if you will aka impact to where you could put an earpiece in it's going to connect neurologically to the same brainstem it's going to help with understanding different languages by getting that tone and helping your brain adapt differently Awesome. Thank you so much for that one, James. And my another set of question here is that, mm-hmm. I know, uh, being a brain uh, injury survivor or something, family and caregiver support is crucial. And, you know, mm-hmm. in the rehabilitation and recovery process, like how does your organi- um, organization evolve and support family in this journey? You know, and that's very powerful that you brought that up because, again, a brain injury affects everyone. It's always been yes, and let's. It's always been, you know, stated if that's a proper word, is how brain injury only affects one person. Thinking the individual that sustained it, but it has a ripple effect, and it affects their family, their work environment, their friends, because everybody has to change. Mm-hmm. Again, because on the outside they look one way, but the way that they function, live 
et cetera. Everyone has to adapt, if you will. So helping them, it kind of goes with the same concept we discussed earlier is seeing where they are on the exact point of their journey of recovery. If it's, okay, when's la- do you have a doctor? What do you do? Do you have a neurologist? Do you have a nutritionist? Do you have, do you do any um, exercising? Which is not just saying physical, it's also mental because exercising, even if you're not able to fully function correctly, it still has a very large impressive impact, not only of course with the physical and muscle work, but also your brain, hand-eye coordination, memory, et cetera. So it really is, and that helps not only again, the survivor, but that again, helps everyone that's in their environment, family, friends, et cetera, to have them not only involved in the recovery, but also making sure that they are seeing the best outcome possible with the best guidance, if that makes sense. Yes, really makes sense. And now um, I know your guys are focusing on this um, survivor about brain injury. And also for yourself as one of you experienced this one. And now um, on your organization, can you tell me more or can you talk about like any chat? I know it's really hard. Um, I can imagine this, but can you really um, share us any challenges or obstacles that you've guys face in your company and how you overcome them? Of course, you know, some of the challenges I would say is, you know, at first it was really just, you know, with outreach and connection, et cetera, that would be one of the challenges. But you have, again, like you've been stating, when you have technology, education, research thriving and really getting more attention, I think would really help make that possible is when Dr. Amal, you located CTE, that completely changed the perspective of not only mm-hmm. brain injury, but it helped the education aspect, research and so forth push even more because a concussion went from a headache to now classified finally as a brain injury. So that really helped. And once that, that had a positive ripple effect. So that's really had a very good outcome, not only thanks to him, but thanks to other researchers continuing to educate and change this for everyone, especially how you have such a large amount of brain injuries happen in the military. Thank you. Thank you so much, James, for that one. And another question here that you can share is that, um, Mm -hmm. I know you guys, do you have any like events or can you share any upcoming events that you're doing, like in initiatives or projects that your organization is involved to further in its mission or something? Of course. Yeah, we do have some, you know, speaking engagements. We also have the podcast, like I said, that's on yeah, the first the 35th Monday of every month. Yeah. And other information events wise, you know, within our communities, obviously the month month of March every year, we try to do either a walk, golfing events, et cetera, or other mm-hmm. states and countries will do it as well, you know, because that is classified as brain injury awareness month, even though every day is brain mm-hmm. injury awareness. So just doing that. But I think it would be great for your listeners. Um, they can learn more about the organization and our work at tbi1love.org. Awesome. Awesome. And now any advice that you can give um, to individuals or families dealing with these challenges of brain injury based on your experience and expertise? Yeah, I think um, number one is you need to make sure that you're staying on point. You need to find an actual neurologist in your area. I mean, there's some, some, locations have multiple some only have a few but nonetheless you need to find one that you feel more comfortable with and you can create the relationship with even if you see them once a year once every few years whatever but that's also going to be a very positive impact of the outcome also i would highly suggest doing some neurofeedback 
what I like about neurofeedback is it's not mm -hmm. only when you do the neurofeedback, it's going to give you an outline of different areas or different expertise, activities, et cetera, that are really going to help um, develop certain areas of the brain that are either slower or damaged, if you will. But that's really going to unfold a new outcome, a new map, if you will, of neuroplasticity that's going to be a continuous exercise and continued routine. But that's going to help not only, of course, the survivor, but it's also going to help the family, et cetera, really um, continue to move up the staircase of better success and better outcome. If individuals are looking in their area or have questions of help finding different steps or guidance in their area, I would highly suggest they reach out to us and we will definitely uh, see where we can help connect them or introduce them to. Perfect. Perfect. That's really helpful, um, James. And another one here, um, a question in the context of your you know, position as the uh, president of the organization of Brain Injury mm -hmm. and Survivor Company, what are some of the most important lessons you've learned? I know you experienced it. Learn about, you know, resilience and human spirit. You think so? You know, I think it's, uh, everyone has a different feeling or a different expression, if you will. But I think energy is most important uh, relationship because some individuals, whether survivor or not, are going to have difficulty expressing certain response, certain um attitude, et cetera. But when you have that comfortability to let them feel like they're not either under stress, under pressure, have you in a word that is really going to help them not only be more open-minded, but also be more open and actually themselves instead of categorizing or putting up a filter to try to fit in to the individuals they're around and feel accepted. Because once again, energy is everything and that changes your attitude as well. Thank you so much, James. And second to the last question here, um, how can you discuss your future goals or plans for your organization as well as your vision? I know I've seen your um, the website with um, the vision for the future about brain injury support and rehabilitation. Yeah, I think you know, that's a good question as well. All your questions are good. I think it'd be great within any time frame is not only, of course, continuing growth, continuing connections, continuing with helping individuals with princes of better ways that can educate them, their community, their situation, survivor, however you want to word that, but also just with that as well as being involved in different communities and continuing working together to make lives better. Perfect. That's really the best answer. I'm waiting from you, James. And lastly, I know you mentioned about the podcasting and mm -hmm. other thing earlier. And now mm -hmm. I wanted you to share more if anybody um, to our listeners wanted to connect or about working with you guys or partnering with you guys or your organization. Aside from the website, do you have anything else or it's the place, what's the best place that they can go, the best way to do that one? I think, you know, um, not only, of course, on the website, but any form of social media, they're all updated. They're all constantly um, being with different, whether it's education, different researches, different podcast information. But also when you go on the website, it's really going to help them. Not only they can view the past um, 
five year shows on the podcast. They don't have to download anything. They just scroll to any of the articles that they are titles that they like. I'm sorry, hit the play button. They can continue to learn. Also on the or on the website, we have a survivor family, which you have over 400 different survivors from over 14 different countries sharing their story to really help educate others okay this is what a brain injury looks like in this area oh, or this God. is how you can't get one if this happens to you but it's also given the visualization how you'll see pictures of them currently which is invisible disability and then you'll see what they went through with some of the individuals that have shared their stories or if it's caregivers because their survivor is unable to really communicate or be independent so the survivor is story is still important still there but the caregivers helping educate others and giving a visual to the silent epidemic awesome and um lastly um james what can you say about to our listeners um right now having your kind of experience or any advice to you know um maybe i don't i don't think that i can say this one but maybe business owners looking to succeed in your industry Mm -hmm. i think you know and that kind of goes with both personal and professional aspect is I think what's very important is you need to unfold properly. You need to be consistent, but also most importantly, you need to believe and have faith that it's going to work out. And faith can be multiple categories. It can be religious or non-religious or uh, the situation, the day, whatever. I mean, there's so many synonyms that that unfolds to, but nonetheless, when you have faith, in your situation, yourself, your whole goal setting, your portfolio, how, your structure, you've got to continue having that every single day. It's not just a one-time thing. And I think it's also good for any developer. Have the visualization of these two things, elevator versus staircase. It's natural to where we always want to take the elevator because we want to get to where we're going and get off and like, okay, poof, I'm ready to get it started, right? Yes. But The staircase does take longer, but it's more powerful because every step is going to be something you learn and grow from. So when you get to wherever your goal setting is, let's say on floor number one, for example, you're going to be so much more stronger, so much more educated, so much more, you know, faith and and ready to get the ball rolling even more that you're like, hey, why should I even stop here? Because I've built such a strong structure. I took my time and educated myself, but I want to continue to climb even more. So you're going to keep moving forward. The problem with taking the elevator is you get there quick, but the problem yes. is, is you didn't really learn that much. You're not going to stay that structured, if you will. But most importantly, it's easy for you to go back to where you started because you miss certain things, a.k.a. big steps that are really going to get you to where you need to be and most importantly, keep you there. That's really inspiring, James. And thank you so much for that one. And now um, another pour of liquid gold that we have actually acquired from our um, guest today. It's mm-hmm. really our pleasure having you in the show, um, James. Thank you. And guys, thank if you. you made this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you got any value from today's episode with James, we would love to get a rating or review or where you get a podcast. If there's if there is someone in midst growing their business or thinking about starting a business, send this episode to them. Then, you know, um, take one thing that you've learned today and go out, implement it, execute, and let us know how it goes. We want to hear about your wins. And above all, thanks for being with us today. We appreciate it. And a lot to see you in the next one. That's it for today. And cheers.